This week on Dueling Review, it's Kang the Conqueror number one from Marvel Comics. The origin of Kang, the man called Kang the Conqueror, has been a pharaoh, a villain, a warlord of the spaceways, and even on rare occasions, a hero. Across all timelines, one fact seems absolute. Time means nothing to Kang the Conqueror. But the truth is more complex. Kang is caught in an endless cycle of creation and destruction, dictated by time and previously unseen by any but the Conqueror himself. A cycle that could finally explain the enigma that is Kang, and a cycle that begins and ends with an old and broken Kang sending his younger self down a dark, dark path. Kang, Kang, Kangity, Kangity, a-la-la-loo-la-la-loo. I prefer our good friends, Ukla the Mock, and their version of Kang the Conqueror. That is the, that is the preferred, anytime you talk about Kang, everyone is Kang the Conqueror is the best song. And if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. You can find it over at YouTube. And then you can also buy those uh, albums uh, every time that uh, Rand posts an article over at Majorspoilers.com, which he does monthly. He's one of the co-founders and I think the lead writer of the Ookla songs. I could be wrong on there. It could be a co- co-joint. Uh, but um, I always put links to their albums. And so you can go and, go and pick those up too. And, but uh, I think it's on S for Superhero. No, no, it's the villain. I think it's the villain uh, album. The Kang the Conqueror one is great, but just go look it up on YouTube. Kang the Conqueror, Ukla the Mock, and you will find it. Um, so my extent of knowledge of Kang the Conqueror is fairly limited. I, you know, he is an, he's a character that's been around for a long time. And I think maybe some of his best stuff was maybe in the 70s and 80s. Oh, hard disagree. Yeah. He's, I don't know. That's just my assumption of of what it is uh so the you know best kang story um uh, ever was uh kurt busick in the 96 avengers revamp it would have come out about 2000 2001 mm. before that it would have been the council of kangs that i yeah, think yeah. engelhart did back in about 87 yeah so back in the 80s yeah so um so that's practically so i don't know 90s. a whole lot of kang except for what you learn from the kang the conqueror right. song and of course uh spoiler alert uh, the Loki uh, television show, and also, spoiler alert, Phase 4 Marvel. Yep. So in the so, 31st century. Yeah, uh, Nathaniel Richards uh, decided yeah. to become conqueror of all, and he became the pharaoh <laughs> Amentet. He also became uh, an emperor. He's also become a hero. He's done all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so this book really sets up a weird paradox of I am my own grandfather kind of thing, in that Nathaniel right. Richards shows up at the... Uh, hidden doom library, Dr. Doom's library. And he right. meets Kang, the conqueror himself, an older version of himself. And right. Nathaniel Richards is, or Kang is like, come back with me and I will train you to be the greatest of all me. And so they go back to uh, a year before the meteorite destroyed the dinosaurs and he trains him. And Nathaniel Richards sees all of these things that he hates about Kang. And he sees his future self uh, as just a loser kind of, and he doesn't want to be this guy. And then of course the way fate has it, he becomes that guy. And so it does create this paradox. And in fact, I think they even talk about it briefly in the comic where Nathaniel Richards is like, no, you creating me. I mean, who creates who first? Right. And that's, you know, that's one way to approach this, uh, the bootstrap paradox. Yeah. You, you know, uh, I am my own grandfather kind of thing. Um, the other one is the parallel dimensions, the alternate dimensions kind of thing. 
where is this a Kang the Conqueror from another timeline or another dimension that is here, another Earth, since there are a million Earths, that is here trying to make this timeline's Nathaniel Richards the best Kang ever. And then that gets into your Council of Kangs and all of that other stuff. Right. Well, and the Marvel Universe explicitly says that basically every decision creates a parallel universe. Right. So the the ever-expanding timelines of the Marvel Universe you know, you've we've seen literally hundreds of Kang stories, and I'll bet you we've seen hundreds of different versions of Kang. Mm-hmm. And it's actually built into his backstory that there's weird paradox at the heart of it. In a lot of ways, it's like Doctor Who, where yeah, the, the canon uh, is, you know, kind of whatever it is. And the forever child because, and all that stuff. Yeah. For for a while he was Iron Lad, one of the young Avengers. For a while he was a guy called the Scarlet Centurion. So you know, you get to a point where you have to ask yourself, is there a real Kang? And even if this is an alternate universe, uh, Nathaniel Richards coming to turn the previous Nathaniel Richards into a new Nathaniel Richards, however that works, then it's, it's like the, it's like the Council of Ricks. It's like Rick and Morty essentially is what this is. This book is about. OK, don't. <laughs> Uh, I really Don't enjoyed the that. story. You're I, like the I, I'll guy be who's like, I've seen one movie and the, everything that I see now reminds me of that movie. No, I, yeah. uh, I really enjoyed this book. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, yeah. uh, I got a kick out of it. I like the, the implications that, you know, Kang is like, I must burn the love out of you. Uh, so that yeah. you don't make the same mistakes I did. And it's just like, because if this, if this is, is you by the loss of his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. But if this is you, in the future, and if time is fixed, if you go with the Doctor Who uh, thing, if time is fixed, then Nathaniel Richards is doomed to repeat these same events over and over and over again ad infinitum. But I wonder if that's truly going to be the case by the time we're done with this. I think it's a five-issue miniseries. Uh, I'm down for this. Almost I, I'm, can't be. I'm down for this entire series. I kind of get the feeling from the end of this issue where... Young Nathaniel steals the Kang armor, travels forward in time, and lands in the world of uh, Ramatut. Ramatut, yeah. Yeah, where he becomes <laughs> sorry, the what? pharaoh. Ramatut. Ramatut. Ramalamadingdongtut. Okay, say it with me. Rama. Say Rama. Lama. Say Tut. Ding dong. Say Ramatut. Lama ding dong. Say Will Wheaton. Say, uh, I actually was trying to find the solicitations here for... Kang the Conqueror number four, which appeared today in the uh-huh. Marvel solicitations. Uh, yeah, yeah. Five issue miniseries. Unstoppable force meets immovable object as Nathaniel Richards' mission to change his timeline slams into a horrible inevitability. The tragic fate of Kang's greatest love, Ravona Renslayer. Can young Kang avert catastrophe and find his way to a better future? Or is he deemed doomed to repeat the same cycle of tragedy and violence for all eternity? Da, 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 I'll da. bet you every issue features a different uh, different hymn. So we get Kang, and the next issue we get Ramatut, and then we'll get Immortus, and then we'll get Iron Lad, and then we'll wrap it all up with the Scarlet Centurion, and everybody will be like, ooh, what's a Scarlet Centurion? And I'll go, <laughs> you know, because that's what I do. I read the original issues. but. I agree with you. I feel like this is remarkably uh, solid. First of all, who wrote this? I couldn't this find this. Colin Kelly, Colin Kelly, and Jackson Lanzig, or Lansing, okay. are the writers. Artist right. Car- uh, Carlos Magno with the cover art by Mike Del Mundo. Okay, 
Yeah, um, Magno does really well. I, I like the way this story is written. I like the way it makes it very personal. And I think this may be the first time we've really gotten into the head of Kang at this oh, level. Oh, really? Yeah. I've yeah read even a, even I've with read a few, the, the Young Avengers stuff. I, I've read a little bit of Kang here and there as I, I start to uh, build together kind of a ultimate Kang reading list. Um, oh, or at least a ultimate... Uh, Kang TVA reading list, um, yeah, which is, no. which is interesting. Uh, but I, I got a kick out of this. Yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was well-written. The one complaint that I have that I am not a fan of, and I've never been a fan of mm-hmm. is a photograph scanned and then either painted on or drawn over or the resolution reduced. And those are your background images. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that, like when Nathaniel Richards is in the, in the future and he's looking at, oh, these historical landmarks, or he's looking at these buildings and things. And that's yeah. what it looked like to me. And I was just like, oh no, I don't, I don't like that at all. So I that was, that's my only, that's my only photographs or not. One of them is very clearly, um, a thing from an old Marvel handbook that Elliot Brown did back in the nineties. But yeah, I agree with you. That's kind of weird. And you know, these days, technology is all floating transparent panels uh, and hexagons, yeah. but mostly floating transparent panels. The floating transparent panel thing, that whole page feels like it wants to be a really cool, awesome tour de force moment. And I'm just like, eh, seen it, but it's well drawn. You know, it's not oh, I bad think, at I all. I think the art, it, overall, the character design is really well done for some reason. The dinosaurs look a little odd. I mean, they look like dinosaurs. Yes. But again, there's something about the, the way that they're drawn that makes it look maybe more technical and not comic booky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it makes it look like maybe there was a digital photo reference and then it was drawn into. Maybe I don't, I don't know. And that's, I don't and, know so that's, either, but. So, but the character work, like Nathaniel Kang, uh, Aldi mm-hmm. or whatever her name is, Adi, uh, that Adi. Adi that he meets, you know, in the, uh, in the jungle, all those, all that character work is great. I think when he goes and meets oh, with yeah. the tribe and they have their, their dance, I think that's fantastic. I'm pretty sure if you look in that one, uh, right hand panel of the page where they're all dancing, there's a woman that's twerking, uh, or at least that's what it looks like. It, it just, it's really good. All the character work <laughs> is really good. <laughs> really? But, no, really, seriously, go look at that page and go look at that panel and tell me if there isn't somebody twerking in that in that panel. Um, but it, it's just some of the bigger concept stuff, the the buildings and and maybe some of the dinosaurs that looks a little yeah. odd to me. There's a lot of detail. I especially enjoy the detail in uh, Kang's armor, where it looks like it looks like a big kind of technological cable knit sweater which is exactly the way Kirby drew it back in 65. So I'm like, eh, yeah, actually not Kirby, probably Don Heck. But, you know, you get to a point where sometimes the broad strokes of a story, especially with modern art, are there, but you're lacking those details. And this just has detail out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. And I really do appreciate, you know, the things in here that, feel like subtle foreshadowing of something we're going to find I, out because and I think, I think that is the point of this issue is that he yeah. takes them to these four specific times and mm-hmm. knowing that there's four issues left, we're going to get to see those incidents again, where 
he says, uh, Nathaniel Richards goes to Kang and says, you've taken me to your places of greatest defeat and told me to memorize right. these things. Like I'm supposed to repeat them. Uh, but I don't want to repeat them. I want to do them better. And so I think that's the whole point of this is, you know, can he break that, that cycle of, of being a loser and, and actually come out on top. Right. And I kind of hope that he doesn't because, you know, being a, being a winner in this case means becoming an interdimensional time space tyrant. I prefer the idea of him becoming iron lad and being like, Hey guys, I used to I be really, evil, but now I'll I'm be honest. Kid. I really liked the Kang that we saw in the Loki TV series. I don't know if you've seen, TV seen TV. it all the way to the end. And we know that I that have. actor is going to continue to play Kang in future phase four uh, movie stuff. Now, obviously yeah. he won't be the same Kang that we saw in Loki because variants are on the rise. So it could be any number of different takes, which would really allow this actor to expand and really show his acting chops. Right. Um, and I think that that's kind of what we're seeing here. Can Nathaniel Richards change history in each of these time periods that he's shown to have failed? So I'm kind Just of looking forward to it. Tatiana Maslany it up on TV and have 57. Yeah, I, fans. I'm really kind of, I'm, it would be interesting if he got to meet other versions of himself. I'm not sure that that's going to be the case. Um, yeah, on TV or in this, in this, no, comic? in this, in this, in this, comic, in this comic, you think so? Oh yeah, absolutely. He's going to definitely meet Ramatut, And I believe that he's going to meet more of him as well. Mm, I just figured that when he jumped into the Egyptian timeline, that it was like, oh, this is the point where I become Amantut. Rama Tut. Yeah. That's what I said. I got, Rama. I got a stuffy nose today. Say Rama. Yeah. Bama Lama Ding Dong. Uh, so here's the thing for me. Yes. I highly recommend this book. I didn't think I was going to, cause I was just like, Oh, this just feels like Marvel trying to cash in on the Loki, uh, multiverse of madness and phase four, uh, mm -hmm. craze that is about to hit us. And they're jumping in on this, which I'm totally, totally fine with them doing, but usually that kind of rush stuff feels not well done. But this feels really, really well done. And I, and I like it. So, yeah, I think this is definitely a, a, a thumbs up for me. Yeah, this is a rare case in which an attempt at corporate synergy feels like it's going very, very right. Because mm -hmm. Marvel is not good at getting these things out in any way close well, to where, you know, the shows or the, the movies actually are. And if that were the case, this really should have come out three weeks ago. Exactly. Well, yeah. and that's, you know. In the, in the new reality, nobody's ever going to talk about Loki again because the show ended three weeks ago. But also I feel like this is closer than what we, you know, we have seen mm -hmm. and it's not something where six months down the line, we're suddenly getting a book that establishes the status quo in the Marvel universe just in time for the next episode or the next indication yeah. of the movie or to completely destroy all that. Or like what's coming up in what's coming up in November of 2021, 21 years after I don't know. It feels like 21 years, but um, in November, there's going to be a whole series of variant covers that take us back to the uh, original Marvel movies that spawned them. So, you know, there's a the Captain America title will have a variant cover of Steve Rogers, the first uh, 
first Avenger, Avenger. and then there's going to be one of Iron Man from the Iron Man movie, and then an Avengers cover that is reflective of the first Avengers movie and that kind of stuff. So yeah, you know, uh, let's mm. keep it, let's keep it on time and on target. Yeah. Can you yeah. hear my kids singing? I don't know what she's singing. Everybody's Kang, really the Conqueror. <laughs> I I just hear them singing their guts out upstairs, and I'm like, what? Is she singing Taylor anyway. Swift? No, no. This child has taste. Hey, now <laughs> Taylor Swift is good. I like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is fine. That was just a you know a douche thing to say. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. You know. Any but final yeah, thoughts? I, Any final thoughts on this? I think that this is a grab it and go kind of book. Maybe not a rush right out in a buying frenzy, but definitely worth looking into. Absolutely something you want to pick up if you just like to look at good looking art. And if you like super, super, super detailed explosions and people dying, this is a comic for you. Oh man, that page where Kang is annihilating that village is actually really kind of cool. I mean, it's violent. And so I'm not saying, oh, Oh, violence is cool. But in the way that it's drawn and rendered with that big pink laser blaster just shooting out everywhere, it's like, like wow, that is <laughs> really cool. And the explosions and, yes, you do yep. see people flying around and, and things on fire and stuff. But just the, the the life that is put into those panels of him destroying and blowing things up is really yeah. cool. And it's also kind of contradictory. You know, it's, it's this panel has a lot of life, but he's killing everything in it. It's really nice. Uh, oh, I would not, deep, I would not be disappointed if our, if our dueling review fans voted for more of this in the future. Well, don't tell them that if you tell uh, well, them, no, they'll never do it. No, it's, it's totally up to them. Right, Matthew. I for mean, sure. how does this work? Well, what they do, what they did last week is they went to major spoilers, Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. They looked at a list. If you were looking for a list for next week, You'd probably be looking for one for, I'm going to say the 20th. Say Raman Tut. Say Raman Tut. Rama. Yes. Say it. It's August 24th. August 24th. No. August 24th. August 24th. Next week. Coming from DC Comics. Today is the 19th. Uh, Coming next week from DC Comics is Action Comics number 1034. 1034 Comics of Superman. Uh, we also have Aquaman number 53, Batman Reptilian number three, uh, Batman Superman number 21, Checkmate number three, Detective Comics 1042. We also have Superman 78 number one, which I think has already gotten a few votes uh, for that. So those are some of the comics coming out next week from DC Comics. Uh, over at Boom Studios, we have Dark Blood number two, Dune House of Trades number nine. Firefly number 32, Good Luck number 3, Once and Future number 19. Dark Horse Comics has, let's see, what do we have? Norse Mythology 2 number 3 and a bunch of trade paperbacks. Uh, but we don't do trade paperbacks on this show. Dynamite Entertainment next week has Deja Thoris versus John Carter of Mars number uh, 2, Sonya Versal number 7, and Vampirilla number 25. IDW Publishing has Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ongoing 120, Transformers Shattered Glass number 1, and The Beast Wars, number seven. Image Comics has Chew, number seven. Department of Truth, number 12. Die, number 19. That's the uh, penultimate issue there, Matthew. So be ready for it. Also, your favorite Ice Cream Man hits issue 25. Now, that's a real surprise that it has already hit 25 issues. Uh, They are really three years. I know, right? Uh, But it feels like Die came out before Ice Cream Man did, and it's only at issue 19. Uh, King Spawn yeah, number one Man also arrives next week. I know, right? It's really weird. Uh, King Spawn number one next week. St. Mercy King number Spawn. one next week. Marvel Comics next week has Alien number six, Amazing Fantasy number two, 
Dark Hawk, Doc, Dark Hawk, number one. We also have <laughs> Mike um, Hawk, number one. Yes, yes, um, yes. Marvel's Voices Identity, number one. Also, Star Wars Darth Vader, number 15, and Dr. Aphra, number 13, and Thor, number 16. In all the rest category, we have Bedhead Ted, the graphic novel, Barbaric, number three, Blade Runner 2029, number seven. We also have Crossed Plus 100 Mimic, Matthew's favorite X Man. Uh, comes out, so you guys can all vote for that one. Cult of Dracula, number six, the final issue there. God is Dead, Book of Acts, Alpha, Divine Variation, Pure Art Variant, Divine Variant, Omega Variant, I'm sorry, and Omega Pure Art Variant. I don't have no idea what those mean. Also, Gung-Ho Anger, number four, Horizon Zero Dawn Liberation, number two, Lester of the Lesser Gods, One-Shot, the Loud House gets a new uh, collection. Lucy rolls the dice. Robotic, oh, Robonic Stooges Fantastic Fools number two. Oh. That's what it says. The Robonic Stooges Fantastic Fools number two. Yep. Also, Techno Freak number one and Touching Evil number 16. Those are some of the comics that are coming out next week. As Matthew said, point your browser over to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Get it done by Saturday because I uh, I tabulate the votes first thing Sunday morning. The one with the most votes will be the one that we will review next week on the show. You'll come back and listen to our pick and our review of that. And maybe you will also get to hear Matthew say, If we find out you have personalized license plates, you die. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.